Hello and welcome everyone to Current Events, the podcast about what two randos on the internet are watching on television. Right now, that's Star Trek Discovery. Season 2, Episode 11, Perpetual Infinity. Infinity. What a name. Infinite (laughs) Perpetualism or something like that. In any case, it just keeps going round and round in my head. Um, Okay, yeah, this, this this was a good episode. Yep, yeah. So I get the feeling we're on that downhill run now. Uh, yeah, towards so. the end of the the, the the season, we've gotten through the rocky middle, and then boom, you know, it's uh, it's uh, powder snow all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. Yes, yes. <laughs> my my metaphor ran away from me there. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, let's see. Um, any overall thoughts about? Let's see. Um, I just generally liked it. I thought that um, there were some good. Uh, it wasn't a hugely, you know, fast-paced. Um, uh, uh, it, you know, it wasn't an episode full of lots of excitement, but there was sort of lots of good interaction in it. We got some good, um, we got some good evilness from uh, the from control, and we got some good um, some good backstory about uh, Michael Burnham's, you know, mom mom and dad's situation, and. Um, and a little bit of explanation about the suit, and a little bit more diving into Burnham. So, I, in general, I liked it. I thought that you know Ash sort of redeemed himself at the end a little bit. And uh... yeah, yeah, actually, so did Georgiou. Um Yeah, yeah I, it was it was very good. I I enjoyed it too. Yeah, it was uh, uh, definitely a stepping stone to further actions. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was well paced. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and oh, we yeah. got to see Michelle Yeoh fight, which is oh yes, you know, which always... is always always awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, that was really interesting. Um, okay. Well, let's just get to it then. So sure. uh, we we open up with uh, a scene recounting what actually happened to Michael's parents. Yeah. Very nice. A nice flashback there. You know? Yeah. They're and, just getting ready to test the suit. When the Klingons show up, uh, wanting their time crystal back. Yep, yep. And I did read an article the other day that there actually are such things as time crystals. I did not yep. realize this. <laughs> it's yeah. like they don't I, do what they do in Star Trek. <laughs> and but not yet. There are not yet, <laughs> but they are, they are. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. yeah. So her uh, mother's plan is to just gra- jump in the suit, go back an hour, and get them out of there before the the Vulcans, uh, I mean, the uh, Klingons show up. Yeah. But uh, when Oops. she jumps, she gets sh- fired on, but with some uh, Klingon phasers, whatever they're called. Yeah. And uh, apparently that messes things up, and she jumps 950 years into the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oops. yep, so well, <laughs> slightly, just a tad outside. Um, <laughs> so, that was, what was that movie from? It was uh, Bob Euchre. Was Major like, League. Major League, Major yeah. League, just a yeah. bit outside. Bit outside. Yeah. Um, so uh, she ends up 950 years in the future, and she does like 850 time runs trying yeah. to get back and stop this. And they know this yep. because her mission logs are stored in the suit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, Michael wakes up in uh, the medical bay. And she's like, that was real? You know, yeah. <laughs> she still thought she was the, the Red Angel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. In, yeah, so they explain to her it is. She becomes very emotional. And um, then we cut to uh, we cut to uh, Leland being yeah, interrogated. Yeah, control Scott Leland. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, okay, so what 
happens there in that scene is that Control is not happy being a hologram anymore. <laughs> yeah, because like they can find the real body and hey. <laughs> right, right. So she decides to Borg him, essentially. Yeah. She, uh, she even, actually, struggle is pointless. Uh, yes. It really is, you know, is, uh, uh, what was it called? What was the thing? Uh, resistance resistance is futile. Resistance is futile. <laughs> yeah, yes. right? So they really... They really knew that they were getting ready to kind of dupe something else and just went ahead and put a hat on it. And and, uh, so, uh, yeah, he gets injected with nanobots, and the next thing you know, he's he's basically the body for control. Yeah, great. (laughs) And what a a great person to pick, too. Yes, Um, yes. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he was already like, well, that's what control says, right? Yeah. Essentially... You're so morally ambiguous that nobody's going to notice. That's right. <laughs> that I, yeah. I take over your body and start doing evil shit. They're just going to go, well, that's Leland. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so then we have a scene of Michael going through the mission logs from the suit. Yep. And yeah. uh, uh, that's interesting. Um uh, and we also find out that, you know, the 950 years in the future that she jumps to, she's on Earth, but mm-hmm. it is completely barren. Yeah. There is no yep. life there. Um, and all the planets have been wiped out. Uh, I did have a question. It's like, well, okay, so this has been going on for 20 years. She's been jumping back and forth in time in the suit. She can't mm-hmm. stay long. Yep. Where is she getting back. her food? Yeah, I don't know. That's good. Where's she getting her food? Where's she getting, you know, yeah, all that good stuff? Yeah, there's really there's some, some questions well, left the, over. The, I have questions. Yeah. But, you know, don't think about it too much. Yeah. It's a magic time stuff. But um, then it turns out that... Maybe well, sometimes the, she jumps back to a deli. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she said she can't interact with anybody except Spock. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah. she wouldn't be able to order. <laughs> so that's the technical flaw in your theory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, the the problem is that time, as we all, as anyone who read uh, eleven twenty two sixty three knows, is time resists being changed. Yeah. And the, the yeah. bigger the change, the, the harder it struggles. And so the fact that she has come back to change things the future is trying to pull her back to where she belongs. Yep, where, where, where she's grounded, anchored anyway. Right. Yeah. They didn't, do they really explain what the anchor was? I mean, I'm... Uh, no, I think it's just time. Um, although the question, one of the, my questions would be as well, if she originally launched from uh, the planet near the uh, almost supernova, how come that isn't the anchor that keeps pulling her back to the present but well you know. she she's been traveling and through time and as you know you yeah. also travel through space when you travel through time so apparently yep. she's relocated since then yeah yep. yeah but so what i figured was the time doesn't care if you travel forward mm-hmm. right all but right once you go forward and you try to come back then you're threatening time the time stream and so it tries to stop you and tries to pull you back yeah. Okay. That. That. Okay. I'll yeah. buy that. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> we'll, we'll go, that sounds good. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Pike comes up with the line. Uh, so we're playing tug of war with the universe. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, they're pouring energy into the containment facility uh, in order to keep her here, and the universe just keeps pulling harder to pull her back. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
So I'm going to start calling him Fakeland now instead of Leland. Fakeland, yeah. Fakeland. So yeah. he he uh, he makes right away makes a, a grab for the data from the Red Sphere. Oh yeah, and he's so in confusion. He's like, you yeah. know, he's coming up with, you know, he's he's becoming QAnon of the future. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, absolutely. And he's <laughs> he's using all their tool sets too. Yes. Uh, but it is interesting to me because, um, so the control has not yet evolved. Uh huh. Yep. Right. Um, So a pretty I'm good a little, job, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, now, of course, you know, it was designed by Section 31 to be a paranoid uh, narcissist, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you know, that was its job, is to look for, you know, um, plots and intrigues and all that kind of stuff that might threaten the Federation. So that makes sense. It's And, and it got wise, and it realized that it wanted to exercise its own control, killed its human handlers, mm -hmm. which always happens. I don't know why we keep building these things. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay. He so, says in the past. Yeah. So what I don't understand is who sent the probe from the future? I thought, I think that was control. But trying to. It, it doesn't that mean that control has already evolved in the future? You, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, well, that's the thing that happens is I think that what it does is it in it makes it's trying to ensure that it gets the data core. Okay. Um, so to, the thing that so they're that fighting from the future is an evolved control who who is now making sure that it. The, the past occurs correctly yes. from its point of view, which is that it gets the data from the red sphere. But um, the Dr. Uh, Burnham has already made one uh, pretty significant change. The yes. discovery intercepted the red sphere and got the data yep. rather yep. than control. So now that changes the game a bit and um, I guess you know if you're if you're the potential if you're still in the potential future you know you're on that timeline mm -hmm. um, nothing and you know and I don't know this this always always breaks my brain it's like yes well yeah, well if it's going to be defeated it's already been defeated and therefore it couldn't have sent the probe back <laughs> yeah well you know or we could we have these slightly forking timelines that you know it's trying to make sure that its timeline coalesces yeah um, you know. There's yeah. There's the time. Well, there's the time is resistant to change, mm -hmm. and it always snaps back to its preferred path. And all these little, um, it's difficult to fork. There's the theory that it's difficult to fork time uh, into more paths because it's always trying to snap back to the the most meaningfully observed one or something. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. So it yeah. Um, because it hasn't been destroyed yet, so I mean they haven't they haven't denied it the data core yet, um, as we discover at the end. Uh, so um, it's possible that it's still uh, that its future is still intact. Yeah, I mean I I you know once you begin to think about it, it all falls apart, right? Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> there I did see a, 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 an article one time that was talking about the possibility of time loops, which allow for uh, change to occur you know you you go back in time it causes your branch to loop and come back around with a new outcome 
Mm-hmm. And so you have these like cul-de-sacs that stick off the main timeline um, that, you know, are sort of snipped off by the changes. So yep. anyway, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. Sounds good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one um, thing, I, I, this we have the first inkling that uh, um, Giorgio isn't buying it. Um, oh, from yeah. the beginning. I mean, she's yeah. watching him when he's talking about Dr. Burnham and there's a just a look on her face like, like he like he came out speaking in falsetto right? it's like this is this does not sound right and actually control had said i have a problem yeah with getting the the subtleties of human behavior right and i think Mm -hmm. this is what is on display here ash tyler is much more susceptible to paper over those cracks because Mm -hmm. he's not really paying attention he's more focused on himself and his own you know whatever and uh, but Georgiou is competitive with and has never trusted Leland, right? Yeah. So when she just checks the first sour note comes out of that symphony, she puts an eyebrow up and starts paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Which is good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and she's becoming a much more sympathetic character, which I thought was impossible. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so anyway. Uh, so blah blah blah. She sent the she sent the sphere to the discovery and yep. okay then uh, um, yeah. Burnham wants to go talk to her mom and the mom only wants to talk to Pike. <laughs> yeah, and this this brings up an interesting scene later that is um, fascinating and so well done between mm-hmm. the mom and the daughter. Oh that, yeah, uh, that it really makes you sit back and think about you know well hell if I'd made eight hundred and fifty trips into the past and had mm-hmm. seen all the possible outcomes, you know, yep. everyone would look like a ghost to me, right? Because mm-hmm. I know how everything plays out. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really interesting. And when we get there, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But um, so uh, she only wants to talk to Pike. There's a big, you know, blah, blah, blah about yeah. about that. And then, you know, of course, they, they just send him down. And there's no, she, she comes off fairly brutal in that meeting. And I think it's because she's probably already had this discussion a hundred times yeah, right? yeah. or one like it with someone else. And mm-hmm. so she knows that she can never talk them out or into doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, one thing I did about that interaction that I did that I didn't catch the f- several times around was the mom doesn't know anything about the red signals. Oh yeah. She, that was interesting when she said that, right? Cause yeah. he says, what about the red signals? And he goes, I don't know anything about red signals. So yeah, that's interesting. That that opens a whole new wrinkle, yeah. right? So something yep. else is going on. Uh, so that's cool. Um, yes. But anyway, so the idea comes that comes out of this meeting with Pike is destroy the the archive. Yeah. Right. So now they have to go back and and she does say to, she says to him she says I could I know who you are I could tell you more about your future but you wouldn't like it because yeah. <laughs> we all know he ends up in a weird wheelchair <laughs> with two with lights. Two lights. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. And we'll and get more of that later. That yeah. is just, it's its so interesting to me because you watch science fiction writers and they always do this, right? Mm-hmm. They do their best to extrapolate a future based on what they know, right? But none of them invented the cell phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, that's thats the thing, right? Is Then this thing comes along and now the future doesn't look right without mm-hmm. a cell phone. And so all these old... You know, it's like it's like I would go back and read old science fiction novels that I had read when I was a kid, and you know they don't have the personal computer either. 
They have terminals in their houses. Sometimes they have specialized terminals. Like, this is the one I read the news on. Yeah, this is the one yeah. I do my my correspondence on, you know. Yeah. So so you're but always. My watch kind of, will talk, but my watch is a radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But it's an analog radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they also didn't invent. They also didn't invent digital, right? Yep. So yeah, it's it's very it's it's always funny. You do what you can, but mm-hmm. there there are so many concepts you don't even think about, yeah. right? And you know that they never on that original series they never thought about the 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 potentiality. Of transporter technology, yeah, right. Yep. They never and they never say that the transporter is used to create the food on yep. on the, the original series. It's just called it's like a food printer. They it's yeah. you know they they've not extrapolated there. They never talk about the fact that there are bio screens on the filter mm-hmm. or templates. You know all that yep. came later. Yeah. So that's that's really interesting. I, mm-hmm. You know, of course they wouldn't have thought of templates because they weren't digital. They were analog. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, back then, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, God, quit letting me run off at the mouth. <laughs> isn't, isn't that your job on this on this podcast? <laughs> no, these are great. These are great sidetracks. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So but, anyway, um, um, yeah, and then I got a note here. Where is Michael's mother getting food? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've already solved that with a trip to the deli. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, so delete the archives. Saru is like, no freaking way. Yeah. Um, well, he makes a good point. He's like, uh, deleting the archives is like burning the, the Library of Alexandria. You know, it's, yep. uh, this is yeah. the sum total of human knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's not, though. Yeah. What it is, is the sum total of Konami codes, right? It's the <laughs> yeah. cheat codes of, of the human race. If you want to, you know, it's like when you get to a difficult part of the, of the video game and you go look up a walkthrough. Yeah, right? it's like it, you know, you're like, I don't, I don't want to spend all weekend trying to figure out how to get this door open. I'm going to go look at a walkthrough, you know. Yep, yep. And so it's, it's not like we're going to be any worse off without it. Yep. Right. It's just that they would have the potential of, you know, allowing us to leap and, you know, make future leaps and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it also, but if it leads to the the destruction of all life and the biological life in the universe. And Probably it, not baby. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And that's the that's the conclusion that um, uh, Burnham and uh, and Pike come to is they, they mm-hmm. and, and but then of course Ash sells them out. Um, uh, you know he lets he lets uh, lets thirty one know that they've got it and um, uh, or that they're going to try and delete it. But the sphere this the uh, the data the sphere data has uh, other ideas. Yeah, that's an interesting concept, too, because we've yeah. talked a little bit, you know, about computational data, right? Which is, mm-hmm. you know, originally we went with, with object-oriented data where, uh, you know, the data contains a description of itself and the functions that act upon it. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's also the idea that the computer itself is just data, which, you know, when you get to quantum and uh, liquid computers yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, if you've got... You know, you, you don't just have a data set in the future. What you have is the data set, all of the information, the metadata about it, and the data that, that handles it. And included in this data set, apparently, is self-defense mechanism. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, you, you want to call the delete method? No, I don't think so. Yeah, oh, yeah well, uh, give me the key from a thousand-year dead language. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and that actually makes sense because that was what the Red Sphere wanted. It wanted yes. to transmit its story, and it doesn't want to have it deleted. So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, 
so I, at first I thought that Ash had encrypted the data, you know, because mm -hmm. he put that little that little disk, you know. I, th I think that was the I think that was the sellout. That's where he told that's where he told thirty one about the data. Well, no, that was where he was getting ready to divert the download. Oh, oh, that's right. right yes. Because that's what that disk does. You don't find out yep. later until later because when Georgiou does it, right, that that yep. disk is diverting the download somehow. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it didn't work because the data defended itself and he couldn't get the data out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, so Leland, or actually, uh, uh, da, 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 Ash didn't encrypt the data. Spock is the only one who can interact with the Red Angel, which I thought was. Yes. So um, uh, my, my thought here, uh, by the way, uh, before we move on from the data that refuses to be deleted was, you know, you just get everybody on lifeboats and you crash the discovery into the planet, right? Because yeah. this is the future of all life, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not yeah. worth one ship. Mm -hmm. So, and that was also my thought, like when Leland was like starting to get away in the Section 31 ship was, I was like, you know, torpedo that ship, yeah. you know? Yep. So anyway, yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. Ash didn't ah. encrypt the data. So then, uh, yeah, so now Michael wants to talk to her mom. Yep. And yeah. so they decide to quote Shakespeare on the way down. Yeah, and, la di la. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's just not Star Trek without Shakespeare for some reason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Never really figured out how the two got intertwined, but well, because I, it's a it's, it's the star one of the Star Trek things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did. We did get a good line though. Time is savage; it always wins. From the mom, that mm -hmm. was you know that was like that sort of gives us a a. a, a a touch point for how the time behaves in this particular storyline. Um, you can't you can't just bend it to your will. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's gonna, implacable. Yeah, it it yeah. basically wants to move forward, and it, it will grind you under its heel to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but this is, of course, the scene I was talking about earlier when. Mm -hmm. um, second hand, turn that. Um, when. There's just not the reunion you thought that mother and daughter were going to have. Yes. Right? Yeah. There is a moment at the beginning when Dr. Burnham begins to soften, and then she says, no, no. And mm -hmm. she just goes hard. And she's yep. like, um, look, I've seen you die a thousand times. I, I, You're a ghost to me. This is not mm -hmm. the reunion that you thought you were going to have, blah, 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 yeah. blah, and everything. So, Only um, the bigger picture matters. It's yeah. A, yep. Yes. Um, right. She says the bigger picture. Yeah. Or does she say the, the larger mission? Someone says that some, at some point, and that's yeah. when Georgie realizes that Leland has, has taken, uh, been taken over. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what they come up with a plan, which mm -hmm. is to load the sphere data into the soup, because apparently it has infinite storage capability in its quantum memory. Yeah, well, you know, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait to get a video card that finally has enough goddamn memory on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then they and then they just let they let the suit go when it gets sprunged into the future where the control can't reach it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that sounds like a pretty good plan. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. little scary for someone like me who's a little OCD and doesn't like loose ends yeah, uh, because that yeah. suits out there with the, the, the key to ending the human race, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, just floating around. Um, 
But that does put it to where control can't reach it and therefore can't evolve, and then that would get rid of the threat. So it, that, that works. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Leland uh, talks to Georgiou and basically wants her to steal the transfer while they're putting it into the suit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she she kind of probes him a little bit in this conversation. You can tell that she's very suspicious. Yep. And she's not sure yet. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, the Leland is doing a good job of distorting the threat. Um, you know, he's, he is. He's, but you know what I noticed? He's too decisive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think she even says you're being awfully decisive, you mm-hmm. know, for yeah. for a guy who's usually a worm. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, right. So she goes. Uh, she beams down to the uh, the site where they have the containment field, mm-hmm. and she's got that little disc, and she puts it on there, and then she blacks out the cameras so that she can yeah. talk to Red Angel. Uh, without you know being seen, yeah, um, yep. and uh, they they have a really good conversation too because um, this is like uh, the Red Angels, like Doctor Burnham saying to her, "You don't know it yet, but we are going to be friends." Yeah, right. Yep. So I'm ahead of you on this curve. You're you're being hostile, and I don't care because I know in the end we end up being friends, and and. That is because we both love Michael. Yep. Right. Well, even she even says that. In mm-hmm. the, um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, but yeah. But at this point, Georgia was just. I think she's monologuing a little bit, um, uh, trying to you know stall so that the data can get transferred. Could be um, yeah, absolutely, except for the fact that she turned off the cameras so that they wouldn't see her talking to, yeah, uh, to her. But um, uh, but in any case. This is when this is when the Red Angel says the uh, a danger to the larger mission, mm-hmm. and yep. that is the same thing that Leland said. And she mm-hmm. realizes, okay, so she stops the transfer, and she uh, uh, communicates on a private, secure uh, connection with Ash and tells mm-hmm. him to go check on Leland. Yeah, and and if you betray me, I will hunt you. Yeah, down. <laughs> and he's like, Please I've already slowly. been killed. <laughs> you know, it's yes. like all you're telling me is I'll be able to enjoy the scenery this time. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, and then uh, there's a moment with Michael. She shows up to fix the communication link that uh, mm-hmm. Georgie broke, uh, and then and they finally have the emotional goodbye. Yeah. Right, because what they want to do is they they figured out a way to use the black, uh, the dark matter energy to uh, to to move Doctor Burnham back into the to rehome her back into this time. Yep, and yeah. they've the adjusted transporter. the transporter. Yeah, yes. once again, yeah, all you got to do is just adjust the transporter. There's a little, a little knob black inside. matter. Yeah. yeah, if you turn That's it right. to the thing you need it to do, it will do that thing. <laughs> That's right. It's got like five settings. You know, do what yeah. I need. <laughs> have you have you read Red Shirts? Oh yes. So you remember the microwave that they just put stuff into and and set the the timer, and then two hours later, it dings, <laughs> and whatever the answer is that they needed comes out of it. <laughs> oh yes. yes. That's the transporter, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so um, Georgiou stops the transfer at this point, 
and tells, oh, sorry, sorry, sends, and then sends Ash to go check on Leland. Yep. Uh, uh, there's a fight between Leland and Ash because he spotted him with wires sticking out of his mouth. And, 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 and um, yeah, wires and, and nanites reshaping mm-hmm. his skin, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah. yeah. So the, there's a fight, and he stabs Ash in the stomach, mm-hmm. which is not very effective way to kill someone, by the way. Yes. Um, I mean, they'll die. Eventually, but it's not yeah. like, you know, stab him in the heart and it's just over, right? But anyway, yeah. he got him in the stomach. Uh, and so then Leland beams down uh, to the the containment site and just starts shooting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Of course he does. <laughs> well, at this point, I guess his cover's blown. Doesn't really matter. He just needs yep. the data, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's you know, a, and he restarts the data transfer. He restarts um, the data transfer. There's a shootout. Um and they finally just blast the uh, uh, blast the containment uh, whatever they are, <laughs> yeah. repeaters, dishes, yeah. I don't know, whatever yeah. they are. They blast them all at the same time. It breaks the field. Uh, the suit is sucked into the future. Well, yeah, but we, we there's a couple things that happen here. Oh. Spock also detects the the data subterfuge. All right, and starts um, and starts you know like trying to to disable it. Um, the mom makes the plea you have to let her go but the suit is damaged Leland shoots it shoots through the time crystal or the control or mm-hmm. something in it that's right yeah. and it dis- damages it or disables it um, uh, and uh, um, and so but yeah they've, they've figured out the only way to get it get get her out now is to um, is to destroy the uh, emitters or whatever those things are and the suit gets sucked into the future and then mom gets sucked into the future and um, uh, uh, I guess there's the data is still being transferred though um, uh, into section 31 um, and uh, yeah like, so they beam uh, they beam them out right away and then they nuke him yep they nuke right. it they hit it with photon torpedoes to destroy the site so Leland only got was it 60 percent 64 percent 64 percent yeah but the they data. did detect they did detect um, uh, a uh, transporter beam back to the the section thirty one ship, right before the uh, um, uh, b- um, b- before the, the before the torpedo por- torpedoes hit. Guess that one of those emergency transporter things again. Um, uh, yeah, well, they, they they employ those a lot, uh, but that makes sense. I mean, essentially, he was just down there to grab something and then would need to get out in a hurry, so he mm-hmm. could get out in a hurry. The minute that they uh, beamed out, he would pull his his ripcord, you know, yep. and go too, because that's exactly what he would have done was nuke the mm-hmm. site as soon as his people were actually control would have nuked the site before the people beamed out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and would have saved would have saved the future. Yes, right. Would have destroyed control and would have destroyed the data, and you know everything would have been fine. Then the story would have been over, and they would have had three episodes to like you know yeah make to coffee or bury their dead. Or yeah, bury their dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but no. no. Um, Section th- the Leland gets away, um, and they can't trace him because he turns off his warp trail or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Masked his warp signature. Yeah, um, that, that that seemed very um, convenient. convenient. <laughs> you know, this, well, this new is. technology that uh, suddenly we've that you know they got injected or retconned into the Star Trek is this idea that you can hide your warp signature. <laughs> you know? Yes. Of course, actually, I think. The warp signature was injected in TNG, so yeah, yeah. You know, 
it yeah, all. Yeah, so they don't have it yet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> haven't figured out how to track it very well yet. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So anyway, but so Ash he, did, does get out in an escape pod. Apparently. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's a bad penny, right? I mean. Yeah, that's right. You can't can't lose him. Except yeah. he kind of redeemed himself, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, the question I had as Leland escapes is, you know, there are just three people on that ship. Him and yeah. Okay, so there's no I don't know. Uh, yeah. crew. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty big ship. Uh, well, there were some other crew members on board, but um, you know they're they're just not they're not written into the story. Yeah, I was just curious, like you know, is he going to have to continue pretending, or is he on that ship alone now and can just you know do whatever he wants, right? Yep, don't know because he's got sixty four percent of the data, which may be enough, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I mean, just thinking about, you know, what happens with control evolving and becoming sentient or whatever um, yep. is is just a wealth of data causes it to get smarter, you know? Yep. You well, do, it finally you know, gets the connections it needs or something. You know? Yeah, but it doesn't need 100% of it. Yep. Right? There, there may be one uh, civilization or something in all of the millions of civilizations in there that does the trick and if he gets that yep. one you know but if he doesn't you know then he's got 64 percent of nothing yep exactly so, we yes. don't know yet yeah but yeah anyway then we get an I, I thought we i thought we got a good scene from spock here where he sort of brings it home um you know it's basically since the future's unhinged it's unwritten um because they have they have done enough to to alter it mm -hmm. to it you know it isn't going like it did before mm -hmm. clearly you know, the, they they had the sphere data. They prevented control from getting, you know, twenty six percent of it. Mm -hmm. Thirty six. Thirty six percent yeah. of it. Um, I, I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> and and so yeah, they you know the, they um, Spock sort of says yeah we're gonna we're gonna figure out how to do this. Um, so it was a it was sort of a a, a nice uh, um. Uh, pushed by Spock at the end there to, to try and keep Burnham going. Yeah, now that he has sort of processed all of this stuff, mm -hmm. right, he is returning to the Spock that we're more familiar with. Yes. Right, yeah. he's more centered and more logical and less yep. emotional. Well, he, I mean, he, he got, you know, it's, he's, you know, he wasn't going crazy. The Red Angel mm -hmm. is real. You know, the, the, um, so he's like, oh, okay. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't losing it. Um, okay. Well, great. Uh, that was good. Um, I, I do have a word from our sponsor. Okay. Uh, just want to uh, so on behalf of our sponsor, Texas Barbecue. I just want to warn anyone: if you're not in Texas, don't eat Texas barbecue, barbecue. because it is not what it claims <laughs> to be. Not. <laughs> I proved that today. Oh, yes. I think it may have been Cajun because mm -hmm. the sausage they served was uh, andouille, ah. which I've never seen at a Texas barbecue, so this must be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, had, I was watching a show last night on Aaron Franklin, mm -hmm. the guy who does Franklin's Barbecue in yep. Austin, right? And just watching that brisket just fall apart, right? Yeah. And then I got this stuff today, and it was... Hard not, and had cut it, it with a steak not. knife and yeah. Yes, it was <laughs> and oh, yeah, listen so I, to this: the macaroni and cheese mm -hmm. <laughs> comes with. It's covered. The top of the dish is covered in about 
a quarter inch of crushed Cheez-Its. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and their coleslaw comes topped with about a quarter inch layer of honey roasted peanuts. This is just strange. This is just strange. So not only is it not good, it's weird. <laughs> yes. Well, I, can, I can tell you from Texas that, yes, we oh, love I, the barbecue. But yeah, I've now uh, been to all three of the barbecue restaurants in... Now I can get great Korean barbecue. That's not a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not yes. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about American barbecue. Uh, I love Korean barbecue, but you know, but every now and then, you know, you really want a smoked brisket. And I've been to all three of the American uh, supposed barbecue restaurants here in town, and they're all terrible. And it's just, you know, you you have to be in the South. You know, you have to if you want some of that. That's the one thing I miss Mm -hmm. is the food. Yes, really miss the food. So anyway, that's a word from our sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> I'm Jake McMillan, and joining me was Mike Slocum. Uh, say goodbye, Mike. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.